Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports, right down to your your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts. Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered. This is a kind of a breaking news episode, so we want to do an emergency pod real quick. Ed's over at the Novacare Complex right now, currently, after the Hassan Reddick introductory press conference. We were going to focus on that. We will get into that as well. But, Ed, I mean, I knew something was off. I knew something was off about today. When Hassan Reddick was mentioning about all the players that have reached out to him, he didn't mention Fletcher Cox. That's when I knew something was up. Something had to be going on. Fletcher Cox always reaches out to the free agents that the Eagles bring in. He's the team captain. He's the team leader. Uh, To hear Reddick bring up Slay, to bring up Hargrave, to bring up Hurts, not hear Cox's name and NBG as well. I thought something was up. So uh, let's just get right into it, Ed. It looks like the Eagles have released Fletcher Cox, the post June 1st designation. I know you and I discussed this before in the past, but it's official now. The Eagles have let him go. There are reports that they might be bringing him back on a rework contract, but what are you hearing? What is the latest on that? <clears throat> well, listen, first, here we are. It's what, 5.30 on uh, Thursday night and uh, – oh. The Eagles still have not made this official uh, that Cox has been released. This has been reported by the NFL media, um, but you know it's solid. It's it's solid. It's just kind of a clumsy way for the Eagles to handle it, in my opinion. If you're going to release a, you know, a, a decade-long player for you, and like you said, you know, he's he's meant so much to this organization, uh, to just release it through a national outlet and not make any sort of announcement on it is is really curious and. Uh, you know, my take is that the Eagles are going to try to bring him back. Um, they are designating this a post-June 1st release. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have some time to kind of get something done before they do. And by waiting till after June 1st, it, 
Uh, they're going to have to eat 12 million in dead money, but they're, you know, my numbers indicate that they're going to save 16 million against the salary cap. So that gives them, uh, you know, at least 16 million to give Cox a new deal. Um, but the question is, does Fletcher want to come back? I mean, we all know that, you know, he was traded or he was, uh, really sort of given permission to seek a trade last year at the trade deadline. He requested to be traded. He wasn't happy in Jonathan Gannon's scheme. Uh, you know, he wasn't happy about any of the questions asked to him after he was not traded. He referred everybody to Todd Francis agent. So, uh, you know, the, the whole thing to me is this is kind of the Eagles spin on things that they're going to try to bring him back. And I'm not saying that, Fletcher won't come back, but to me, it seems like a long shot at this point that he would give them, you know, sort of the benefit of the doubt and come back to a team that he wanted to leave pretty much last year and and didn't get his wish. So right now it looks like he's a free agent. That means he's able to negotiate with whichever team he wants and we'll see if he, he can find another deal. But, you know, to me, it's a long shot. He returns to Philadelphia. I mean, question Jonathan the end scheme to the media during the season was reportedly in talks to being sent to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Didn't happen. Right. Now you bring him back. I mean, I looked at his recent likes on Twitter. He liked Chris Jones adding him on Twitter. He liked Zach Ertz, his tweet asking him to come out to the desert. Oh, it's crazy. Everybody's everybody's uh, tuned into the show right now is like just – Besides themselves about the legend of Fletcher Cox leaving Philadelphia, but I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm myself the same, feeling the same way. Guys, all grab jersey right here, his jersey on. The guy's a legend in his making. Without him, there's no Lombardi in Philadelphia. But uh, Ed, what you're saying kind kind of has weight, in my opinion. Actually, has way more weight. What better way to save face with your fan base and saying, "Hey, look, we tried." We couldn't bring him back on this number. Look at his decline in his game. We had to bring him back on a rear contract. We had to bring him back on a cheaper salary. With the way that Von Miller just got paid, the Eagles might be bidding against. I mean, I, there's going to be teams that are going to be willing to say, hey, we're one defensive guy away from that Super Bowl team. I mean, he liked, I looked on his on his Twitter likes too. He liked a lot of Chargers posts. I mean, that's a team that could use a, a boost of an upgrade on along their interior line. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I don't think Fletcher is the same player that he was. I, I, I've seen a decline in Cox over the last couple of seasons. So, you know, you mentioned Von Miller. I mean, he's he, Von Miller got a crazy amount of money to go to Buffalo. Crazy. I mean, I, I'm not sure what Cox's free agent market will look like. Um, you know, is he going to be a 15 million dollar a year? player at the age of 31 he'll be 32 during the season um you know look it's, it's always buyer beware and i think with fletcher you do have to kind of beware a little bit of his uh really his lack of production kind of uh, the last two seasons i know he finished last year strong he was a good you know soldier so to speak and 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 saying that he was all in on gannon's system suddenly and you know, he did play well down the stretch, but, you know, I, I got to wonder, you know, how much does he have left and can he be that same player that the Eagles saw for, you know, he was a four-time all-pro player in Philadelphia, six-time pro bowler. Can he be that player? I mean, you really have to be careful if you're another team of what you're going to give him. But you're right. There's always teams out there who throw these crazy salaries out at players. I mean, he could certainly draw, uh, you know, a, a deal where the Eagles won't match. 
Kansas City's, I mean, uh, I don't know if they have already, but I knew they were expected to move off of Frank Clark. They haven't really added that defensive piece that they've been looking for uh, in terms of rusher. Andy Reid is the coach that drafted him, and Chris Jones was one of his teammates at Mississippi State. I I don't know. I mean, uh, I kind of agree with Ryan here, though. I don't mind that Cox is gone, but I just wanted something for him. I understand the move, but damn, it's going to be rough. I do think that is what I think a lot of other people are wondering. Like, why wasn't there a trade then? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think his contract was tradable the way that it's been reworked multiple times. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's so hard to pin down these numbers and exactly what the Eagles are saving by designating him a post-June 1st release. I mean, I've seen numbers out there from $2 million, but uh, you know, there's some option in his contract and some language in there that's going to save them $16 million under the cap after June 1st. Now, you know, that's a pretty significant number. Um, and, you know, we have seen the Eagles kind of miss out on some free agent names like Marcus Williams. And, you know, they, they were in it, but they didn't want to overspend and they really couldn't afford to overspend. So this gives them some flexibility. But again, not till this post June 1st designation comes in. I mean, who's going to be left at that point? But it does give you some leeway to extend any player that you feel like deserves a contract extension. Uh, and, you know, they have three first round picks. And now if Fletcher's gone, uh, you know, you look at the trickle down, you, you, you can almost write it down that they're going to take a defensive tackle with one of those picks. And we've already said they're going to take an edge rusher. Even a son Reddick signing doesn't preclude from an edge or so. Uh, you, you know, you're almost looking at a pretty easy mock draft here that if Cox is gone, they have to get a defensive tackle. I mean, what's left? You have Javon Hargrave, who's in the final year of his deal. You have Milt Williams, who, you know, is coming into his second season, very young. You have Marlon Tua-Pulatu, who only played 5% of the snaps. Hassan Ridgeway left for San Francisco, you know, to go in free agency with the 49ers. He played 33% of the snaps. But after that, you don't have anybody. So, you know, this, if Cox does not come back, and again, I'm on record as saying I'm, I'm, I'm probably 70% that he not he's not going to come back. Eagles have to go with a defensive tackle in the draft first round. They got to come out swinging uh, and find a stud at that spot. Makes sense to Jonathan Gannon was at Georgia's Pro Day uh, this, yeah. yesterday because, you know, those defensive tackles that they have there at Georgia might be a uh, future Philadelphia Eagle to replace Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Do you think Milton Williams is ready for a starting role? Yeah, I do. I mean, I thought he had a very good rookie season. Um, you know, it's always that big jump players are expected to take from year one to year two. So, yeah, I think Milton Williams can be a starter, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and you always have the flexibility. You know, Brandon Graham can move down inside at the tackle, uh, on, on occasion. Uh, one of those Georgia defensive linemen, I, I, it might be Trayvon Walker or Devontae Wyatt, I'm not sure, but he, one of those guys can go outside, can go inside. So, you know, if that player's still there, you know, you have that flexibility to kind of, you know, mix and match where you're going to play somebody. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this opens up a whole nother conversation as to what now. Um, and we're just going to have to see where this whole contract situation with Fletcher Cox goes. But, you know, to me, uh, we have to look forward, right? You can't look back. Cox had a great year or a great career, I should say, 10 years in Philadelphia, first round pick in 2011. Um, you know, he's 58 and a half sacks, the most, or I think 58 sacks, most ever by a defensive tackle, fifth most in team history, uh, and a terrific leader in the clubhouse. And, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, is going to be also hard to replace. 
I'm going to go on record and agree with your opinion on it. I don't think he's going to be brought back. I don't think the Eagles are going to be desperate enough to bring him back to a point where a team's going to be willing to pay him. Um, yeah. Especially that Chargers. That Chargers team really needs to improve that run defense, and they were rumored to be interested in him this offseason already as is. So, Yeah, uh, it's just the, the timing of this release, too, is really kind of clumsy. I mean, they introduced their big free agent signing, Hassan Reddick, and then – you know, half an hour after we leave the auditorium where we just got done talking to Reddick, this news breaks. And I understand that, you know, that he had to be released by 4 p.m. today uh, in order to not have this $18 million guaranteed for 2022. But there's also language that says that he, if he's on the roster uh, as of the third day of the new league year, which is Friday, then he is guaranteed that. So I'm not really sure of the timing if they had to have him released by 4 p.m. or if they could have waited until later tonight. But, I mean, just so, again, like I said, clumsy in the way they handled this, the Eagles. Uh, you know, it really takes a lot of the short, of the shine off of Hassan Reddick. Like you said, we were going to talk about Reddick today, uh, you know, and here we are talking about Fletcher Cox. So, you know, really it's kind of stealing thunder from Hassan Reddick. Doesn't do Fletcher Cox any favors by kind of sneaking this through on a – you know, uh, through the national media, you know, the NFL media is the one that reported it. You know, I mean, Cox has been around these reporters in Philadelphia for 10 years. Uh, you know, I thought it should have been handled better uh, in, in releasing him. That's definitely a fair point. Uh, it kind of, you know, felt blindsided. But again, the four o'clock deadline was also in play and we don't really know the background into that a little bit even more more so. But I agree with you. I agree. I completely agree. And it, it seems like you're floating into national media so you can try to save face with your fan base when you yeah. try to paint the picture that I'm trying to fight for him to return. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're trying to bring him back. We're not really trying to bring him back, but we want to paint the picture that we're trying to paint him back. Right. Uh, I just think it's, it's over with now. I understand Fletcher's contract had gone way too far with the restructures and the money owed, dead money, money, but man, it still sucks, yeah. I mean, it is. It is. An he's a he's a legend. He's a team legend. It will always uh, hurt us in a way. I mean, you know, we've been saying goodbye to Malcolm Jenkins as of late. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham's goodbye is probably going to be next year. To be honest with you, Jason Kelsey's eventual goodbye is coming. It's tough. It is tough. Yeah. Well, and you look at that 2017 roster that won the Super Bowl, and I think there's only six players that are left, right? Kel I mean, you know, we could do the math here. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jake Elliott, Rick Lovato. Um, who, who am I missing Graham. here? Brandon Graham. Graham, right. Brandon Graham. And and then... Uh, well, you're not even Roddy McLeod anymore because Roddy McLeod's no, a free he's, agent. He's yeah, a free so. agent, yeah. So there's only like five or six guys left. And, you know... Say Amala was on IR. Right. Well, yeah. Say Amala was on that team. Yeah, that's another one. But I think that's it. I think six players left. And that's that was just four years ago. So... You yeah. know, in, in the sports business, you're always saying goodbye and, you know, you appreciate what these guys did and, you know, you have to move on. There's very few players that finished their careers with the same team that drafted them. I mean, Jason Kelsey will probably be that player. Brent Selleck was, uh, you know, after he won the Super Bowl, he stepped stepped aside. And it was tough to say bye to Selleck, but eventually that's what happens in sports. You know, it goes so quick. These careers go so quickly um and before you know it you blink your eyes and they're gone and that's probably what's going to happen here with Fletcher Cox yeah you're putting a 70 percent chance on him not returning I, I would I would probably put it at that yeah um you know I still think there's a little leeway that they could bring him back but uh again I'm not sure that Fletcher's going to want to he wanted out last year 
Um, now he does have friends. Obviously, him and Brandon Graham are great friends. But you know, there there are friendships that exist outside locker rooms, and there's no reason they can't still be friends. You know, playing on different teams. So, um, you know, will that be a factor? I know he's got you know some some things going on in Philadelphia. Will he be so quick to to leave them and and just move on? Uh, and what will it take? What will the Eagles try to bring him back at? What number? Uh, and will that be acceptable to Fletcher? You know, listen, after you've been somewhere for 10 years, there's always that feeling like, yeah, let's go see what it's like somewhere else, I think, um, with some guys. And I think Fletcher could be well, one of those trend guys. Lately. That is a trend lately, though, in the NFL. I mean, even Russell Wilson's not going to finish his career at the Seahawks, but Tom Brady left the Patriots. I mean, it's it's a trend in the NFL. It's for sure. It definitely is. BetterHelp is accustomed to online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Eagles Unfiltered listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Take the time out, get your mental health in the right state of mind, and go to BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month by just listening to this podcast. That's BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. I do kind of want to get into one of the viewers is asking about, you know, the honey badger potentially. Uh, hmm. I wanted to just get into before we get into the Hassan Reddick presser is any, any updates at all on what are they doing to survey the second wave of free agency? Like any updates on players they're targeting or anything like that? I know they missed out on Christian Kirk. They put an offer for him. Weren't going to pay Jacksonville's ridiculous price. Understandably. So uh, they're rumored to be in on Allen Robinson prior to him signing with the Rams, which is understandable for his camp uh, while he went with uh, Los Angeles but is there any any hearing anything about any free agents? Well, I mean, I, I think Howie's just being patient right at this point. I mean, these first couple of days of free agency, it's always just guys getting a lot of money. And, you know, Howie's really never been that type is to bring in, you know, four guys at big salaries. I mean, my thought all along for weeks leading up to free agency was the Eagles really have one splurge move in them uh, based on the salary cap situation. Now, I know you can always free up money doing this and that, but th their salary cap situation is not as bad as last year, but it's not great. So I felt they had one splurge move in them. And, you know, I don't know when these offers to Marcus Williams and uh, Christian Kirk were made, whether they were made before they decided to go with Hassan Reddick or after. But Reddick, to me, is their splurge. You know, the $15 million a year, I don't have the numbers on the salary cap, what the charges on the salary cap. Uh, I've been trying to track them down. I don't know. Maybe you have them, Connor, but I, I can't. Oh, no, they, they haven't really released the full details of that. Yeah. That so, anyways. so, I mean, to me, the Eagles have like 15 million, 60 million. They're going to need money to sign 10 draft picks as of now. Three of those guys are in the first round. So they're going to command, you know, three first round salaries. So uh, to me, Howie's kind of wet letting the market settle like he always does. And he's going to, they're still, I think they're still, you know, more than half or, or a little less than half of the top 100 free agents that were ranked by whoever still out there. 
And eventually players are like, you know what? My market's not doing too great here. I want to have a job. I want to be employed heading into the spring. Uh, I'm going to roll the dice and take a one-year deal or a two-year deal, and their salary expectations will come down. And that's kind of when Howie swoops in. So I still expect them to get a safety in the in free agency. I'm not sure who will fit. I mean, you know, the honey badger, I, I don't know what his expectation is for money. Uh, or years. I mean, he's on 30 plus now. Um, you I know, heard they, a little rumor about a safety target. I don't know if, it, and I haven't brought this up to you yet because I spoke to a 49ers guy who floated me this rumor. Jaquasi Tart, mm-hmm. the safety from the 49ers, dropped the key interception in the NFC Championship game, which is what Eagles fans will remember him for. But he's solid safety, uh, plays a lot of range. Uh, the 49ers guy said that Eagles showed interest in him. Mm-hmm. 30 years old though but i mean you know i think beggars can't be choosers in this safety market given the current options right now and I, I, especially since you you would assume they take one in the draft you would assume i mean i i'm yeah. not sure how great this safety class is i mean obviously kyle hamilton is you know the, the, the cream of the crop and you know i'm not sure how he would fit in this scheme i mean he's a guy you can play all over the field um it, I guess you would you'd find a spot for him if you took him, but but after that, you know, there's a bunch of guys that you could take in the second round, the third round. I'm not I'm not sure how, you know, NFL ready they're going to be. So you know, to me, you know, they really have to bring in a guy that has some experience because they have nothing. I mean, they have Marcus Epps. You know, he, fine, he's a good player. They have mm-hmm. Kayvon Wallace, but not a lot of range with Kayvon. I mean, they, they just don't have those rangy uh, players. And to me. It, Listen, I know Avante Maddox had a great year in the slot, but he has that ability to play free safety. And I think slot corners are kind of a dime a dozen in this league. You can find somebody to play the slot. So, you know, there is some position flexibility with him. You could put him on that back end at free safety. I think he would be pretty good there. Um, But they have to commit to that to let him start to get some reps and get comfortable at that spot. And he could find a slot corner. You've got a ton of cornerbacks on this roster right now. Josiah Scott could play the, the slot. There might be somebody in the draft they could pick that would play the slot. Um, so there are ways they can go because at this point, the safety spot, you mentioned Tart. I mean, you know, Deshaun Elliott possibly. Yeah, that's a good Ty, guy. Like. Tyron Matthew, uh, you know, Terrell Edmonds. I mean, are, are these mm-hmm. guys, you know, players you want to invest in? And if so, how much do you want to invest? How many years do you want to go? These are all things that – you know, Howie is taking into consideration, uh, you know, now that this kind of first wave has hit. I'm not sure it's done hitting, uh, but next week I expect that, you know, they probably could make a move somewhere. Still some good wide receivers out there, veteran-type wide receivers. Um, but, again, when you're trying to get a player on a one-year deal, you have to let the market settle. You have to let that player try to explore ways to get more than one year on a contract. And then when he realizes, hey, I can't, let me find something, then that maybe that's where the Eagles come in. Our Discord like freaks out about not getting a safety wide receiver right now. Getting a little desperate for safety and wide receiver in Philadelphia. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand for sure. I I just think well, if the if, if the people that I mean, I think for wide receiver probably be Zach Pascal, I would imagine. There's a that's good a guy name. that they bring sure. in. Yep. Very connected cool. with Sirianni. Yep. Uh, I was going to, you know, look at the 2017 season when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Those free agents, a lot of those guys, I mean, I know they, I think free agency started early in March that year. But, you know, I think Alshon Jeffrey came on the first day, maybe Torrey Smith. But, you know, guys like like a day before the draft. Well, yeah, he came like 
three weeks after the free agency period opened. Yeah. Garrett Blunt came two months after free agency ended. Patrick Robinson came three weeks after free agency started. Um, you know, and these are all key guys in winning that Super Bowl. So right. I wouldn't get nervous if I was Eagles fans. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Christian Kirk, who you mentioned earlier, that I, I guarantee you that guy will be a free agent again in two years when they realize oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. They're, they're paying too much money. I mean, absolutely. a lot of these guys, same thing. Look, you know, and look at Julio Jones is out there. I don't think, you know, I'm not saying the Eagles should pick him, but the, but the Titans traded a second round pick for him. So really you have to right. kind of be prudent during this period. You can't get caught up and disappointed in the names that are slipping away. Rarely. I mean, do you see teams win free agency? Then when the Super Bowl, it doesn't happen all the time. I mean, free agency is meant for filling some holes or maybe getting guys on a second contract that had a great first contract. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be nervous if I was Eagles fans and flip out that, oh, my God, you know, three days in the free agency, we haven't gotten anybody that we need. I mean, there's there's guys out there and they're going to come on Howie's terms, not on the players terms. So let's get into this Hassan Reddick. I'm nervous that I love it. Let's get into this Hassan Reddick. Uh, introductory press conference real quick because uh got a question here about it was howie there no 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 we knew that neither was nick um and we knew that going in that neither of those guys would be there is that normal to you yeah i know i know that they've had free agent introductions yeah. without the head coach and gm there before but i, I feel like if this is going to be your big big ticket free agent which i believe it will be um i i thought those guys would be there uh i i wasn't i mean i don't think i well i my memory's not that great but i can't remember any time where they had the big ticket free agent come in and you've been the gm and the coach there um that happens at the draft you know after the first yeah. round and the, you know, Sante the first samuel day. uh yeah. that's that was years that ago was, i mean i'm trying to go ago. bro i'm trying yeah. to think of one off the top of my head all right yeah. good point you got me yeah i, I don't I'm not sure that's unusual. And listen, in years past, and I'm hoping this year, Howie and Nick usually sit down with us before the draft and they talk to us then. So, you know, we can recap all their free agent moves. Uh, you know, we can talk about the, um, you know, the, the draft. Um, but no, I don't think them not being there is any big deal. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, listen, it's Hassan Reddick's day. It was supposed to be Hassan Reddick's day. And then the Fletcher Cox news kind of usurp that but um hey the good the good news about today was the fact that we were back inside the building right. the novacare complex the auditorium was open to the media so you know that that's a positive sign we didn't have to sit in the tent we didn't have to wear masks uh everything's open and and that's, that's cool great. i mean you know yeah. uh hopefully it continues along those lines so what did you get what were your initial thoughts on hassan Ray's introductory press conference i mean uh, what's that to me was when he first didn't mention Fletcher Cox, I was like, oh, something's up there. And then dang, some this chopped out of nowhere. Didn't think it'd be like this. Uh, but my thoughts were that. And then the, he didn't really speak about what his role is going to be yet. I thought that was interesting. Well, you know, listen, uh, all the players say that, you know, right. they're just coming in and, the, you know, he signed his contract probably today. Uh, you know, it's not like they're in any great, great talks with Gannon, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I mean, they have to get on the field and then they have to see how the personnel matches up. So every free agent says, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, again, that's not a red flag to me. Um, I thought it was interesting. 
when he said he was weighing his options and I kind of followed up with a question about, uh, listen, you're weighing your options. Could you, did you, did you have an opportunity to take more than what the Eagles were offering? Yeah. And he kind of laughed and said, well, you know, I, I don't really want to get into that, but the, 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 the being able to return to Philadelphia where, you know, he grew up in Camden, played at Temple, uh, to him had a big impact on his decision. So my read on that is he probably took less money to come back to Philadelphia because this is really where he wanted to be. And, uh, you know, I think that's phenomenal. And I also thought what I liked about it was, you know, he's an undersized kid, you know, he's six one, you know, two, he said today he was 242 pounds. He wants to gain a little bit more weight, but he said he's faster than, you know, traditional edge rushers. And you watch his tape or you watch what he's done in, in, in his career. I mean, he is fast. I mean, he can, mm-hmm. he can get around guys in a, in a blink of an eye. So, you know, I thought that was really telling. I mean, he's going to give you speed. And if I had to guess where they're going to play him, they're going to line him up in a lot of different positions. You know, he talked about he can cover tight ends, which is a huge thing in this defense that you need to find an answer for because tight ends hammered the Eagles last year. Uh, so, yeah, I, I liked a lot of what I heard. He loves coming back to Philadelphia. He's very excited to play. He said his parents didn't come to a lot of his games when he was in Arizona because it was too far. Um, so yeah, he's, he's pumped, man. And I really think he did take less money, uh, to come to the Philadelphia because this is his home. Yeah. You know, he averaged these last two years, he's averaged three pressures on the quarterback per game. Uh, that's huge for the Eagles. I mean, especially last year, 31st in sacks didn't really get after the quarterback much. A lot of clean jerseys. He's going to be such a pivotal role. I mean, I looked looking back about this, what they how they used the same linebacker position last season between Gennard Avery and Patrick Johnson. It was 500, a little over 500 snaps. So you have to assume they're going to use Redick not only just that Sam linebacker, but also like defensive end, like you say, a traditional linebacker covering the tight ends. Uh, this guy's going to be great for this team. Huge, huge addition. And what I like is, you know, what what's always the defense's excuse for giving up high completion percentages? Like we saw last year when I think five quarterbacks threw for over 80 percent is, well, they get the ball out quick. I think Reddick can kind of negate some of that speed and timing because of his quickness that can put instant pressure on a quarterback. And, you know, suddenly getting the ball out quick isn't as easy. I mean, that that's my thinking with Reddick is you're going to cut down some of that getting the ball out quick. Oh, yeah. uh, stuff and that's exactly what this defense needs i mean you know he, he is undersized but and he he's fast he, he he wants to be great he's playing in his hometown he's excited about that uh you know i'm really looking forward to seeing uh seeing how he does this season i know we've got many months to go and lots of more moves to make but this, this to me was a was a home run uh signing by the eagles well, two years ago on this very podcast, you declared the Eagles should trade for him from Arizona before his breakout ever even ha- occurred. Yeah. Um, my thing with him is when you look back on the film of how Vance Joseph and Phil Snow used him these last two seasons where his last, because we all know his last two years, his potential has finally been unlocked. You know, they found the keys of what worked with him, use him as a, as a rusher. Uh, these Watching how uh, Vance Joseph and Phil Snow used him, they took advantage of the offensive line's biggest weakness every time they rushed him. Uh, in Arizona, he would rush on the left side mostly, but it would be depending on what the matchups were to, uh, predicated on because they had Marcus Golden as well that, during that time and Chandler Jones also. Uh, but when, when in Carolina this past year, like when you saw Jordan Mulata at a right tackle, they made sure to get 
put had wreck on that side, his speed, Milano's not going to be ready for that. Look what happened. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know he had Brian Burns last year in Carolina. I know he's had Chandler Jones and and um, Marcus Golden in Arizona, but uh, I, he has Hargrave and BG coming off injury here. Josh White, who is a very good player, they're going to draft in another edge player, as you said it earlier in the show, and we've been saying for months. Uh, he's going to have you know a lot of opportunities here as well, and it looks like Jonathan Gann is going to deploy him in the similar way as uh, Vance Joseph and Phil Snow did in years past, just going up against your matchups. Yeah, and you know I think Phil Snow was his coach at Temple too, so Snow had yeah. you know some idea what Reddick does best. But I, I think Reddick has just gotten even better, obviously, since Temple. I mean, uh, you know he's worked on his game, uh, which is what players should do. He's been t- taught the game well by Snow and Vance Joseph. I mean, you know, to me, I think you know he he, this, he still has some ceiling. He you know he can still get better um, at the Man, position. So just yeah. finally starting to click now. I mean. His yeah. last two years, he's still right. very young too, and he said that in his press conference today too. He's like, "I'm only getting better." Like, we're finally just just started to get it. So, uh, mm-hmm. very excited for the future of Hassan Reich in Philadelphia. But Ed, before we end it, because I just wanted to do a quick little emergency pod. You know, good thirty minutes. You're at Novacare right now. You got to get home to your family. This was your this is your first pod since uh, you got back from your vacation too. When we're we're discussing major topics of Fletcher Cox being released and Hassan Reich signing. Uh, do you have any predictions for how this the uh, any any because I know I know love people love to hear names. They just want to hear the names. Uh, they trust you for the names. So give us a couple of names of who do you think the Eagles will bring in? Well, I, I kind of mentioned some safeties earlier. Uh, you know, the receivers. I still think Juju Smith Schuster is in play for the Eagles uh, at the receiver spot. Um, you know, as far as um, maybe a defensive end. I know there's not a whole lot of defensive ends out there. I don't think that they would bring in. I know Chandler Jones is gone. Von mm-hmm. Miller, you mentioned, has that huge deal in Buffalo. So, um, you know, maybe a cornerback they could look to bring in. Um, I, I doubt there's a running back, but I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a name still very much in play at the receiver position. And uh, the safeties, you know, Elliott, like I mentioned, Deshaun Elliott, uh, I, I don't know about the honey badger. I'm not sure he'll be an option, but uh, Elliot Tart, your name, and um, Terrell Edmonds, perhaps. Uh, and listen, the Eagles have some trade chips too, you know, with Andre Dillard and, you know, uh, maybe Gardner Minshew. And everybody talks about draft picks when you trade guys, but you, you, maybe you can trade for a player too, uh, you know, in the secondary. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Miles Jack would have been a great signing for this team. But you know, he Don't went to we Pittsburgh. All? Yeah, so uh, you know, there there will be some guys, and I'm just touching on a couple here. Um, I actually think, I actually I think there's a Fletcher Cox replacement out there that the Eagles would probably go after. Who do you got? Matt, Matt Ionatis. Yeah, yeah the there you go. Defensive tackle just released by Washington because uh, prior to this Cox news, Hassan Reddick reached out to him on Twitter and said, come join me in Philly. And I know that they were teammates at Temple, but uh, <laughs> there could have been a little bit more merit to that than than we initially yeah. thought. If they're looking to move off of Cox, they're definitely going to be looking to replace his presence no matter what. Uh, I think Matt Ionis would be a great fit for Philly. I agree. I absolutely agree. You're right. They could look at him as a replacement. They need to – listen, you could draft one, but you still, I still think you need depth at that spot. So – yeah, let's let's bring in Ionitis here if you can't work something out with Cox. But I I don't know if this is just Eagles spin and they're saying, yeah, we're gonna try to bring him back. And 
or whether they really uh, truly I mean, want to. I think they I think they will try. Yeah. I just think they have a number. Right. Howie always has a number and a value on mm-hmm. players. And Fletcher Cox, his value has exceeded the number he's at. I mean, excuse me, not has not exceeded the number that he's at. So that's why they made this move to move on. You can't continue to keep paying you at this rate. You're not that valuable anymore. They'll give him a number. I just think it's going to get blown out the water, and they're not going to budge. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they have they don't budge typically on what their number is. I mean, they might go up a million or two, but they they rarely do. I mean, uh, the number is what it is. If you don't want it, hey, we'll just go on to the next guy and. They- but they do reward the their home. They do try to take care of their homegrown. They do try to reward their homegrown. I just, you know, uh, I would have to. I mean, anybody, yeah, yeah, take your love from Cox away from this and just think, is he worth the amount of money he's being paid anymore? And I, then you just realize the Eagles made the a fundamentally sound organizational business move today. Uh, but he still has value to this franchise. Javon Hargrave is the first to tell you. His big season was incredited to Fletcher Cox. Um, I know there were some differences between the scheme, but I felt that the last four weeks of the season, he really picked it up and, you know, started to, it just all started to fit. It all started to click for them. And uh-huh. it showed for him and in his play. He played well in Tampa too. Um, I just, you know, I don't think he's going to be back though. I, uh, there a lot of, a lot of interest is going to be out there, I think. Uh, for teams that think that they're one piece away from a Super Bowl contending team, especially in that AFC West division. It looks like everybody in that division is gunning for a Super Bowl right now. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but I don't think Cox is going to be back either. I think, you know, Matt Arenas would be a viable candidate to replace him. I think that would be more make sense for the Eagles to look that route too, and he's great against the run as well. Probably may, might fit what Jonathan Gannon wants a little bit more out of uh, the interior defensive lineman opposite of Javon Hargrave, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes, Ed. But uh, thank you for you know taking up out of your time out of the Novair Care Complex, sitting down there, not going home yet to enjoy your nice dinner like you should after a long days of work. Just thinking you're going to do the Reddick presser and then doing this quick 360 into the Fletcher Cox news. Uh, but we're going to cut it short here, guys, because Ed's got to go home. There's two yeah. major topics going on with the Eagles today. That's the only thing that we had to discuss and really get into in depth with you guys as well. Uh, Ed, thank you so much, man. Really yeah, appreciate sure. you yeah. I have a story on the, my site on the site now. Uh, y- you know, uh, you can check out the Cox story, and then we're going to have a story up uh, on on Reddick from today. So uh, you know, hit the site uh, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter as well. That yes. newsletter will be out tomorrow morning with these stories in them as well, straight to your email inbox. You don't even have to go search for the site. All it is there if you just subscribe to the newsletter for free. And remember, the show is presented by BetOnline.ag. Head over to BetOnline.ag during March Madness and sign up with promo code Believe to get 50% off your matching bonus. That's 50% off your matching initial deposit. Go on at BetOnline.ag for March Madness and enjoy the shows today. All right, Ed, thanks for uh, taking your time out, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all soon. Thanks, Connor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.